Well, have you ever felt like there would be no more tomorrows? Brother Nick probably felt like that today when he was spinning. I, I don't know if there's going to be another tomorrow. But things get bad in your life and you think, man, I don't know if the sun's going to come up again. I've been there. I've been there. That's, I question myself when I write sermons. I question myself, how do I feel about this? And sometimes you just wonder, is it going to be better in the morning? Is anything going to change in the morning, right? You wondered if the sun would even come up the next day or that life is bad as it is it as bad as it can be? Is it going to get worse? Too many bills to pay? Not enough money? I've been there. You may have sickness or disease that you can't get healed from, and life is just too weary to go another day. I remember, and I've told you the story. You heard, and you know I'm a big baby. I had a kidney stone, and I laid on my mom's ottoman, and I said, God, if you don't heal me, just take me. And everybody that's had a kidney stone said, that's ridiculous. Every woman that's had a baby says, that's ridiculous. That's the way I felt. God, if you can't heal me, this kidney stone, just take me. It hurts. I'm ready to go. Well, I want to encourage you from God's word to look up and find hope. Look up and find hope. When you're discouraged, when you're down and out, when things are not going right, you have troubles, you have different situations, circumstances, look up. Look up to God. Look up to God. No matter how bad it may seem, God is still on the throne. I love saying that. He's still on the throne. I like reminding the devil of that. He's still on the throne. <laughs> and we can find comfort and hope in that fact. He still has everything under control. The cathedrals used to sing a song that said, uh, under control. And George Jones would sing it. He's, it's under control. Love the singers. And then back up one minute. I know you don't want to hear me sing, but. Anyhow, it was good. God has it under control. Even when it seems like it's chaos, God is still in control. I want to read from uh, Lamentations tonight. Chapter 3, verse number 22. I got too I'm in the New King James Version. It says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. Verse 23 says, they are new every morning. <laughs> every morning. And then the last line Great is your faithfulness. King James says, great is thy faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness to us. Man, the word is anointed. I thank God for the word. Father, right now as we dig into your word, Lord, and share what you give to me today, I ask you, Lord, to bless these people. Lord, let their hearts be receptive to what you have to say today. Anoint me with the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that they're not just mere words, Lord, but they'll be anointed from you. And it'll bless in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen and can be seated. I want to preach tonight about remembering his faithfulness. Remembering his faithfulness. Do you have a picture now? Okay. I sent it to your email. I didn't know if you were pulling it up or not. 
There's a cute little picture, and I was going to show, show it to you. Uh, in our text, how many knows Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations? Jeremiah was writing these words at a time when Israel was suffering afflictions. He described their sin and sufferings in chapter 1 and 2. He described the destruction of Jerusalem, which was to come uh, in chapter 4. But in chapter 3, he shares his own personal pain in verses 1 through 18. But with a prayer to God to remember his bitter condition, the prophet gets his eyes open. (laughs) He gets his eyes off himself and starts looking to God. He starts remembering how faithful God is. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to talk about. He was faithful. God, we have a faithful God, and we need to remember his faithfulness in our life. Hope is revived when Jeremiah remembers that the Lord's mercies and compassions are new every morning and that his faithfulness is great. I need to be reminded of that every day. Every day, from the littlest thing to the biggest thing in my life, I need to be reminded that his mercies, his compassions, they're there. And great is his faithfulness to me. Hallelujah. To you. He remembered that as bad as things are, they could still be worse. <laughs> they could still be worse. Have you ever had that attitude where you, it seemed like a bunch of things went wrong? And you think, well, it could have been worse. This morning, brother, it could have been a whole lot worse. Could have been devastating. Jeremiah, he's reflecting on this situation and how awful it is, and he's reminded of the goodness and faithfulness of God. Things may be bad on the outside, and storms may be raging. The family may be in turmoil. turmoil. The finances may be in ruin. The health may be as bad as ever. And we may even fail God. Well, preacher, you're not supposed to talk about that. This is the Wednesday night crowd. You know, we're, we're Christians. We don't, uh, we don't want to talk about stuff like that. Sometimes we fail God. Sometimes we fail God. You know, and, and I, don't, I don't buy into this that Christians have to sin every day. I, I, don't, I don't believe that at all. But what I do believe is if we do sin, we have somewhere to go. He's faithful to forgive us, right? Praise God. But God is faithful with mercy and compassion towards us so we can go to him if we fail. In the Strong's Dictionary, the word mercy means loving kindness. Loving kindness. I want you to remember that. It means to love or affection that is steadfast based on a loyalty or devotion, especially in relationship to the covenant and God as its author. Then I Googled it. Mercy. It said it means compassion, forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. In other words, someone that could punish you or to harm you has chose to show you mercy. Right? Out of the faithfulness of God's covenant, he grants mercy. His mercy is limitless and can never fail. Praise God. I need mercy that's limitless. Because in and of myself, I'm not good. I'm human. I'm human. I need that mercy. I need that mercy. Well, we are not consumed. I love that that line in that verse. Is what Jeremiah said. We owe it all to the mercy of God that we are not consumed. We deserved a whole lot worse than what we have. 
We deserve the death penalty for sin. Mercy of God that we're not consumed. If God had dealt with us according to our sins, we, we would have all been consumed years ago. That's the way it would have happened. It, it's a merciful God that we're not consumed. But God deals with us according to his mercies and his loving kindness. Praise God. And that's the reason we should praise him each and every day, thank him every day, is because of his mercies. And Brother Nick, if I got what I deserved, Brandon, if you got what you deserved, look at us all. I mean, we come into church, we can dress it up pretty nice, but if we got what we deserved, wow. What was it that kept hope alive in Jeremiah in spite of the terrible situation he was in? He started remembering. It was his knowledge of the mercies of the Lord. It was his knowledge of the mercies of the Lord. I just want to ask the question, how many have experienced God's mercy in your life? Have you ever had God's mercy in your life? For salvation, we needed mercy. <laughs> There's a lot of different situations where we need mercy. Some bad financial decisions, we need mercy. For, for marrying the, somebody you shouldn't have married, we need mercy. For driving crazy, we need mercy. Well, God's mercy involved his undying love and loyalty towards his people through the covenant that he had made with Israel already. It was because of that covenant that Jeremiah could expect that the Lord would still love him and show mercy in spite of himself, in spite of their unfaithfulness, in spite of their sin. God was still faithful. God was still faithful. Yeah, they may have went through some uh, uh, bad times there, but God was still faithful. They didn't get what they deserved. It was because of that covenant. Jeremiah could expect that the Lord would still love them and show mercy. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God continues to love us when we're unlovely? He continues to love us when, when we're not right, when we're not living right, when we failed him. We still have mercy. He still loves us. He still has mercy on us. We didn't get exactly what we deserved. Praise God. How about when we walk away and we're not walking as close to God as we should? I'm talking about Christians here. We do things a lot of times when we want to preach to sinners and they're doing this or that. Sometimes Christians are just, they're just saved and that's all they're doing. That's not just what we're called to No, that's the beginning. We're not walking as close to God as we should. We're not doing the things that we should. He's still drawing us to him. He's still being merciful to us. He's still convicting our hearts. He's still showing up in situations even when we're not doing things exactly the way we should. Why? He's trying to draw us back in. His mercy, his mercy, his mercy. I'm glad God loves me. I'm glad he loves me even when I've disobeyed him or turned from him or sinned against him. And we're all guilty of that. God doesn't approve of his people sinning, but he never stops loving us and showing us mercy. I was talking to someone earlier today, and I mentioned that. I said, and I've mentioned it here in the pulpit before. It's not that we condone what our kids do wrong, but we don't stop loving them. We don't give them what they deserve. It's like, fine, you're out of the family and kick you out. That's it. Titus, find somewhere else to live. Nora, hit the road. Crying too much. Oh, they're good babies. He's still drawing us to him, ready to take us back with open arms because of mercy. I'm glad God loves me that way. 
I'm glad he loves me that way. He might discipline. Oh, we don't like that one. Don't like that one. How many got disciplined as a child? I, I did. How many got disciplined for what your brothers and sisters did? I did. All the time. It's just I just look guilty. God might discipline his, his disobedient people, allow them to be overcome by their enemies. That's what's going on in this passage we was reading. And even letting their temple and their law be destroyed is what the Bible says. But he would never ultimately forsake his people. He wouldn't do that. Neither will God forsake his children today. He doesn't forsake us. None of us have received what we deserve from the Lord. We've received mercy instead. The reason why? He loves us. He loves us. Because he loves us doesn't give us permission to run out and sin. But he loves us. That's why he shows us mercy. And I just had to read this tonight. And you know these scriptures. Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are all killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Praise God. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other cre created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Again, even when we do wrong, he's still loving us. Doesn't approve the wrong living. He doesn't approve that. He still loves us. Just like we don't approve with our kids breaking out windows, doing things wrong, but we still love them. We still love them. Amen? Had to stake them out in the front yard on a leash. People just drive by that. Oh, he's being punished. Jeremiah remembered the mercies of God, but he was also... Uh, remember the compassion of God. <laughs> compassion, according to Strong's Dictionary, means tender love, mercy, and pity. Compassion is a word that requires action. Wow. It's more than pity or sympathy because it causes us to do something. The Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. As a result, he healed the sick. He fed the hungry, cast out demons, and taught them the truth continually. He didn't stop. He kept loving them. That compassion caused him to do things. Amen? I'm glad God's compassionate towards me. Jeremiah said two things concerning the compassions of God. First of all, he said, they fail not. <laughs> they fail not. God never fails to be compassionate. How many has ever seen a situation you told somebody over and over and over and after a while that they're getting what they deserve, I'm not worried about them, you just lost all compassion for them? Oh, that's godly. Not. But we get that way sometimes. After we've told them over and over, well, they're going to find out now. They're, they're going to they're find it out now. The judgment of God never comes until every means of grace has been exhausted. Wow. That's a line I picked up today off of. Uh, off the internet. And I was like, that is so good. God does everything he can do for us to be in relationship with him, for us to be saved with him. He does everything. He goes above and beyond what we can imagine to touch us, to reach us. 
it's because of his compassion, his compassion towards us. Not only we have mercies and compassion from God when we got saved, but we have them now and they're new every morning. Every morning we have fresh instances of God's compassion towards us. I found out by reading the word of God, God likes new things. So every morning he loves to bring on some more mercy. He loves to bring on some more compassion, some more grace. He loves to do these things. Why? Because he loves us. It's a book of love, I'll just tell you. He gives us the life and the breath we need to live. He provides the sunshine. He's provided rain today for us. Sometimes I just pray and say, God, you know, what's, what's the deal with the rain? I, I know you know we need it, but I, I don't need any more at my house. Can you just like circle that spot and don't let it rain? But he knows what we need. He gives us jobs to help support our family. He gives us the birds and roosters to wake us up in the morning singing. I have a truck, a monster truck next door, and it wakes me up every morning, so I don't need the birds and roosters. He paints, I, we was out here the other day, and I was going to say, he paints beautiful pictures of sunrises and sunset, sunsets. The other day, my in-laws was in here, I think it was Saturday night, and right out front, the church doors, it's just a beautiful scene, and the sun going down. It was absolutely gorgeous, and everybody just stopped and was just looking at it, all, all the different colors. God gives all these things to us. He smiles upon us each day with more blessings than we can possibly think or imagine. God is going before us and doing things for us that we think, oh, it's just another day. He's doing things just like what Brother Nick had today. He keeps us out of accidents when we didn't even know we were going to be in one. If he'd have known it, he'd have went a different way or he'd have slowed down. He wouldn't have did that. But God's there and he's going before us. Listen to this. Psalms 103 and 13, it says, As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him or reverence him. We already know this word pity. It means to have compassion or to be merciful. This is an extremely valuable lesson for the child of God. I want you to hear this. Sometimes when we feel like we're not being treated fairly by the Lord, we need to understand in reality, if we receive what we really deserve, our situation will be much worse. Amen. Every time. God is dealing with, with us in spite of our failures. You know, if he just went by our failures, he's like, well, Miss Vanetta, you failed one time. I'm done with you. Hit the road. He has mercy towards us. He has love towards us because he's a faithful God. Amen. In Psalms 103 and 10, David said, He's not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear or reverence him. Praise God. It puts some importance on reverence, does it not? <laughs> That's the promise right there we can read, but it's if we're reverencing God. Jeremiah said in verse 23 of our text, They are new every morning. I want you to know that he was talking about the Lord's mercies and compassion. He was talking about the love of God and the mercies of God. They renew every morning. It's a promise of God that we should be excited about. The knowing that every day he's going to be there with more love, with more mercy for us. Listen to this. Jimmy Swaggart uh, commentary said this. Mercy is a product of grace. In God's dealing with man, he purposely chose grace as his vehicle of communication Grace has to be a choice or else it's not grace. Once grace was chosen, mercy as a natural product of grace then becomes a guarantee. We need grace too. <laughs> we need the grace too. Well, 
As if the mercy and compassion of God aren't enough to give us hope, we also have his faithfulness. How many, has God been faithful to you? Even when you didn't deserve it, has he been faithful to you? I'm telling you what, I said something in the car the other day, and Peyton said, where'd you get that? I said, God just dropped it in my heart. And and it had to do with, I I wish I had wrote it down because it's really cool, but I didn't. But it's something to the effect, is our praise matching his provision for us? Is our praise matching what he's doing for us on a daily basis? And I told them, I said, I'm afraid we'd fail in that. But his mercy and his compassions of God are there. But on, on top of that, his faithfulness is there for us. Mercy is God's faithfulness to an individual despite human unworthiness and affection. Faithfulness of God means God's steadfastness, his firmness. I love that one right there. Firmness, commitment, stability, steady, and truth. The word faithfulness comes from the root meaning be permanent, secure, or reliable. He is all these things. You know, I heard a guy one time in a camp meeting, he said, uh, uh, he wrote a song. He said, write it all down every time God fails you. Write it down. He said, and, and when your song is complete, he said something like this, what are we, just empty pages because you had no complaints. God was always there. He was always there for you. He was always faithful to you. He never failed you. God himself shows us his faithfulness. The steadfastness of God is great, meaning that it is not a little firmness, but it provides us a whole lot of stability. I need stability in my life. I need stability in my life. When the storms of life are blowing around us, we can know that God will be there with all of his power as a solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. He's the anchor that we have to hold to. No matter how high the waves are and how they come crashing down and how hard the winds blow, he's our anchor that we can go to. The faithfulness of God is a tremendous encouragement in these days when people's hearts are failing them because of fear. I'm telling you what, fear, fear, fear. I can't hardly turn on the television and watch any, any news at all because it's just full of fear. If you build your life on people or the things of this world, you'll have no hope, you'll have no security. But if you build it on Christ, the faithful one, you'll be safe forever. The old song says, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. (laughs) There's there's no greater truth than that right there. Praise God. God is faithful to finish the good work he has started in us. There's so many scriptures. I didn't put them all in there, but I just put some little quotes in from him. He's faithful to chasten. Well, we don't like that word. I looked it up, and it means to correct and reprove and uh, don't like that one, but he's faithful. To, he will reprove and correct us. He wants to bring us to the place of repentance when we've gone the wrong way. I pray it all the time over you, and you're probably thinking, Pastor, stop praying over me. I pray, God, convict TFT. I pray the same thing over my Father, if I do something wrong, convict me in that moment that I know I'm sinning against you, and I need to make things right. We need to make sure that we're not doing the things that he's unhappy with. I don't want to get anything between uh, me and God. Somebody, I was talking to Carden when he's playing basketball in these, these peewee basketball leagues, and he's always the biggest boy, and they put him down low, and, and, and he'd let these little bitty old boys come just dribble around him and get to the goal. 
I said, son, your job is to stop anybody from getting between you and that goal. I said, that's like God. Nothing can get between you and your God. you got to stay in line with God. Don't let anything get in between. Can't even family get in front of that. If our family gets between you and God, then they're your God. Well, how many know God is faithful to forgive us if we'll confess our sins? I love 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful to sympathize when we have burdens and problems. We never need to fear that God's too busy, too tired to listen to us. Our problems are too small or too big. God cares. He's faithful to deliver us when we cry out for help in time of temptation. He's faithful to keep us. If you search that word faithfulness or faithful, you're going to find it pop up. And just like I said, a bunch of different scriptures. I didn't want to read them all to you tonight. Just, just do that on the computer one time and you'll find out it's in there a bunch. In times of trouble, we need to imitate Jeremiah who stopped looking at his circumstance, stopped looking at himself and started remembering the faithfulness of God. Amen. <laughs> I'm about done. You're losing your chances to say amen. It's just about over with. Too often we look at ourselves and our problems and become so discouraged that we quit. We had to remember his faithfulness. We must remember his mercies. We must remember his compassion. We must remember his faithfulness. We must look to Jesus. When your heart becomes overwhelmed by the circumstances of life and you feel that even God has deserted you, I mean, he's felt that way. God, I didn't hear you. I didn't see you. You're not answering my prayers. Remember his mercies, his compassions, his faithfulness. When you see God for who he is, you'll be able to have hope in the midst of any storm. Now, tonight, as Peyton gets something ready to play, I want us to take this scripture before the Lord. Through the Lord's mercies, we're not consumed. Thank God. Thank God we should have been, but through his mercies, we're not. Because of his compassion, his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. I was reading one commentary that said that it's limitless. His love is limitless. It's always going to be there. And then verse 20, they're there every morning. They're there every morning. And then the realization of Jeremiah Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Faithful in his mercy. Faithful in his compassion. Faithful in his love. Faithful in his grace. Faithful in his provision. Whatever you need, Jesus is the answer. Amen. Would you stand with me? Lord, we thank you tonight for your word. I ask you, Lord, if I failed you, you forgive me, Father. God, I presented the word the way I felt like you give it to me. I ask you, Lord, right now to touch each and every heart that they take this word and, and let it dwell inside of them this week, Lord, going the, this day forward. I ask you, Lord, to bring it back to their mind over and over that you are faithful, Father. You are a faithful God. You have mercy. You have compassion and love for us. You are faithful, Father. And if we'll just keep remembering that all week, Father, it's going to inspire us. It's going to encourage us. It's going to lift us up. And I thank you for it. And I ask your blessings on these people. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you find your place and just pray them prayers? God, show me your faithfulness. I know you are. Let me see them. 
God's faithful to us. Open our eyes that we could see you.